For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It is Sunday afternoon, evening. Welcome to Haber Middle Middle Cup. I'm Guy, that's John, and we're brought to you by our friends at Tito's Handmade Vodka. Tito's Handmade Vodka, however you enjoy, whenever you enjoy. This was uh, the weekend to, to really start enjoying Tito's Handmade Vodka. Is where it's at, John. Numero uno, uh, what do you like to mix it with? You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a Tito soda guy. Uh, I think that's the go-to for all of us attempting to be skinny individuals, but I, I don't think you can go wrong. You know, you can go Tito's. 7-Up, Tito's and Sprite. I had a Tito's Mule on Friday night, mm-hmm. which, is, which is fantastic. That's hard to beat. I, I would say any any vodka drink, you just say Tito's, and it's an immediate winner, a lot like the Rams today against the uh, the <laughs> shitty version of Seattle. Yeah, there were a few games that felt like immediate winners. Tito's Handmade Vodka, tag us in photos. Show us uh, you enjoying. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. We're going to try and stay locked in here at the beginning of the show because uh, the afternoon games are ending, and they're pretty good. And uh, some of them have implications, so we can talk about that as the uh, day goes along. But um, actually, really good afternoon slate. I think they did this on purpose. What do you think? (laughs) Just inject you with a big dose of the drug on the first week. Well, we know Sunday night's their biggest television show. That's been Cowboys-Giants, whether they were three-win teams or like legit playoff teams like they are now. Uh, they, they've been doing that, I feel like, our entire adult life. Some semblance of Giants at Cowboys or Cowboys at Giants, which hard to blame them. <laughs> I do think the afternoon games, clearly the Sunday, the Fox and CBS games have clearly been the second biggest television shows consistently on uh, in America. Did I think they know what they're doing now. Because once buys start happening... There are definitely some weeks where it feels like there are just three games, right? Yeah. Just, sometimes just a one o'clock game and then like uh, two one twenty-five games on each network. Chargers lost. Um, Shocker. <laughs> in a shootout. I mean, two or three for what? Almost 500 yards. Tyreek went for two fifteen on 11 carries and two tugs. Yeah, him, him and Brandon Ayuk look very similar today. To uh, 466 in the one over Herbert, who went for 228. So the Kellen Moore era, they scored points, though. He, no, he looked, yeah, I, I thought Herbert looked good. But it's, I mean, we're bearing Staley, Staley stinks. John, we're bearing the lead here. Jimmy Garoppolo is 1 0 as the Raiders quarterback. Yeah, so it was a good day for uh, for Jimmy and Brock, you know, th- thriving as uh, as starting quarterbacks in the National Football League. 20 and 26. Russell Wilson did not hit the above on my uh, prize picks above his uh, passing yards for the day. 177. That's what so, Russell Wilson threw for today? 177. Yeah. It's weird. You know, this four box on DirecTV, I got to really master it with my eyes. I, I don't think uh, I quite know what I'm doing yet. Uh, <laughs> but every time I, I would give him a couple back to back snaps, he definitely looks a little spryer. He looks, I thought, just a, a little, little skinnier, more, too, right? Just looks a little better. Yeah. Looks better for sure. I think he was like 17 and 19 in the first half. Uh, 27 to 34, but 170, 34 throws for 77 yards, a lot of throws for 177 yards. Big time. I'm with you on the YouTube TV 
uh, it's amazing how easy I, versus direct TV it is. The whole world's been waiting for this, but I do not have a good handle on the best way to watch. Too much. No, me either. Too much. Um, well, I mean, how about this, John? The Niners 30 to 7 went over the Steelers. The largest Steelers home loss in the Tomlin era and the worst home loss by the Steelers since they lost 31 to 7 to the Ravens in 2006. This was a game where most of the money was on the Steelers. I think I saw 80% of the money was on the Steelers. Everybody was there was a lot of like sneaky upset Steelers picks. I saw this morning Jimmy Johnson uh, on Friday, Good Morning Football, our boy Peter Schrager. There was a lot of like, I'm picking the Steelers. I'm going to go out on a limb and pick the Steelers. And it turned out everybody was on the same limb. Uh, and then the Niners. I mean, was it the biggest ass kicking of the NFL uh, Sunday? It was close if it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Atlanta or Carolina can get counted as an important a game that no one outside of those two cities paid any attention to or less fantasy football people that just checked online. Yeah. I will say this. I just looked, Wikipedia doesn't have it quite updated yet for a long period of time, and rightfully so. Kyle was just this weird anomaly of they were having success and he was well under 500. Uh-huh. He's now 53 and 46, so he's three games away. And I would imagine, I thought they were going to be no Wait, he's favorites. 53 wins and 46 losses? In the regular season. Okay. And I, I thought that they were going to be, before, when the game ended, probably like a seven-point favorite against the Rams when I assumed that they were going to lose. Obviously, I think that game looks a little bit differently. Maybe the Rams early on are going to fight hard, so maybe that number, I haven't seen the line. But he's got a chance pretty early this season to get that number to above 10 games, which is a pretty big swing because not that long ago, he was well under 500 Yeah, for a guy that had been to a Super Bowl and even the year after that they won like 10 games, remember, and they rattled off the, the year they beat the uh, Packers and the Cowboys, his playoff record, he had four wins. He's battled. Last year clearly helped the 13 wins. I don't know about you, but they clearly feel like a 13-win team again. Uh, you could argue, I guess, 14-3. and three. It, It's hard. 14-3 and three would be a remarkable record in a 17-game season, right? I mean, it's a... 13, I would say 13 wins is the new, is the old 14. That's fantastic. Most years, I I, I think 13 is going to give you a pretty good chance at the number one seed. Last year, the Eagles got it at 14. And remember, they had that stretch of their schedule. It was like, God, who's the Eagles going to lose to? Yeah. It's their schedule, just because these two divisions play now, is much harder. Uh, and listen, I, I don't view the Steelers, I might have to you know, rein it in a little bit. <laughs> I don't think Super Bowl contender might, but I still think when the dust settles, they're going to be better than they showed today. That was a complete ass kicking against a team that has a lot of good players. Uh, Raider, uh, sorry, Niners, <laughs> wrong podcast. Uh, Niners opened as four and a half point favorites against the Rams, John. They are now six or six and a half, depending on where you look, favorites against the Rams on the road next week. I think if that score today, had been flip-flopped, which I would imagine, if I would have told you, I'm pretty sure it was the final score, 27-13, to 13, Seattle against the Rams, or excuse me, Rams against Seattle. If I told you that was the final score, you would have assumed it was 30-13. to 13. If I told you at the beginning of the day, the score of that game is going to be 30-13, you're like, wow, Seattle kicked their ass. I think you could have said, well, hey, maybe and after you watch that 49ers ass whooping, could the Niners be a, 
eight and a half point. Like they could have been a huge favorite if Seattle or if the, the Rams just look lifeless up there, right? They yeah. Just look like Cooper Cup's on injured reserve. I mean, the 49ers really start to finish in a weird way for a week one game. It kind of got boring after the Christian McKay because it was just like they're, they're not coming back. Well, this isn't even a game. Well, it was one of those games, and you, you've you always railed against this for years where people are like, get your starters out. And you're like, there's only 46 guys that can play. Your starters, you can't just start taking guys out. But we did get pretty early, I think, to the point in the game. I think you would agree with me on this. One guy that doesn't apply to, like, you know, Fred Warner and Mooney Ward are just going to have to play. Th- that shouldn't apply to Christian McCaffrey. And but Kyle, that's just, not that, that's just not how coaches work. I no, mean, I understand, I, I, but I, but we I'm can saying, argue it all day long. It's pointless. It's I'm not arguing it with you. I'm saying Christian should be in a different category than most other guys because he does play a position. No one ever says, "Well, linebackers after 500 snaps, you know how you know what happens to them." Uh, but he just keeps running McCaffrey into a wall. But my point is, whether we debate it or not, the point of what I'm saying is that came really early in the game, right? That came like just after halftime. That thought after his big run, really. I do think it's a legit debate, and we had it since last year. It's just clearly not going to change, so it's pointless to waste our breath on it because today was an incredible opportunity for Kyle just to – even if you're not – I would have given some touches to Mason in the the third, fourth quarter. Just hammer Elijah Mitchell for a couple series, and he is – that's just not how they're going to operate. And honestly, NFL teams, for the most part, do not operate that way because he'd go 20 points. That's a – a fumble six and a three and out, and they're right back in the game. And, he, and he's right. This is not – so, I, I mean, I, I, I've kind of come around a little bit. The NFL is just so different than college football, right, just in terms of points, swings. How fast Yeah, Caleb Williams hasn't finished a game yet at USC in three games. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if he's played the second half much. They were up last night, what, 49 to three at half? Yeah. But even when you're up 27 to seven – you're just another touchdown and uh, three and out away from them getting back in a game in the NFL, and especially right. against good teams. Yeah, I think the Niners are a good example. If they're, let's say, down, they're going to have a game this year where it's like 17 nothing, right? The other coach would be like, we're fucking a Debo broken tackle and Christian McCaffrey all of a sudden for it being 17-14 before we blink. A, a Mooney Ward pick six, a Hufunga f- f- uh, cause fumble, they get in the red zone. Shit happens fast so I Kyle approached this game I thought he was trying to run up the score like he was approaching like a playoff game looking for AP votes you thought why they were throwing it late in the late definitely in the third quarter but even early in the fourth when it was it felt pretty out of uh touch right for the Steelers Mm -hmm. like why are you dropping him back and McKivich is gonna get him killed but again like I'm not like that's just he he's gonna operate and this all gets back to Unless you're up 49 to 3 USC style, NFL coaches in general do not. He's not an outlier like that, right? No, they he's just not. Keep an the foot like to the that. pedal. Yeah. Everyone is. That's just the way the NFL is. And I think sometimes we think in our head, and I'm guilty of this too, and it's just not the case that the game is way more out of reach than it actually is. Yeah, he's looking at it like one fumble here, which my backup running backs do fumble. One fumble here, and it's 27 to 14, and then one three and out, and I'm putting to them, and they're scoring, and all of a sudden they score, and it's a one-score game. That's what he's thinking. And you only get so many games, so if we get a chance to score 40 points, doesn't that build momentum moving forward? It's not like we, we're we not wasting points here. We want as many points as we can have. We want to get good vibes going. We've started slow. Look at last year. I mean, they lost to the fucking Bears, who are still terrible. 
At the end of the day, 25 touches for McCaffrey, I think it's probably right. Maybe a little on the high end, but that's around where if you go back and look, like his big games, that's where he was last year. So I don't think that's out of the realm. I mean, I'd prefer him at like 18, but whatever. It, you know, um, ultimately, it's just they put that thing away early. Early. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, and this, but it just gets back to because I don't think it's crazy to have that thought. I think most human beings watch today, like, why are you just running this guy? That's just not the way he's going to be operated with. It's like we're paying this guy $14 million. He's one of our best players. We're just going to keep him toting the rock. Because I got a couple texts like, why do they keep giving it to him? I was like, well, meet the Shanahan's. <laughs> I think it, to me, the overarching thing, and Trent's I, in there, all these other players are in there. You know, it's just, it's football. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, the running back, I, we don't need to spend much time on this. The, the running back position is different in that you you do use that position differently than you use almost every other position, right? Why? I thought today was an, again, I feel like I'm nitpicking an incredible, there's no point. I feel like I'm being negative. It was an incredible performance for a team that came out ready to beat the shit out of another good team. I, I think if you just turn on the television tomorrow, a lot of people, when the Steelers come up, it'll be a lot of negativity around them. I, I, I will be stunned if that team doesn't win 10 games. And they made Kenny Pickett, who, I mean, they made him look like a scrub. He, he they was, did. They, they were fucking his his world up <laughs> all game long. I, think, I mean, I thought Najee looks, this might be a big picture thing for them to worry about. They made him look like a bust. Like, that's not a first-round pick. Well, you know, to me, the thing that applied to Pickett and it applied to Najee, and I'm, actually, that's a good point. I agree, agree with you on that. Was and I was thinking about this on, on Friday. Uh, was we don't really in the preseason. The Niners have so many good players, and Kyle balances off days for all of them. Forget about games. Even when you go to practice, and then you add the Bosa holdout to it, you never really get to see them just starting quarterback, starting left tackle, starting running back, three starting receivers, starting tight end. You just you don't really see it ever at a practice. Like I, there were no practices right because of the Bosa holdout where you saw all their all pros or all their pro bowlers on the field together. And even if Bosa had been there, I mean, probably could have counted on like maybe two, maybe two hands you would need. How many days they just have everybody in pads and practicing. McCaffrey had plenty off days. Brock was taking days off. So I did have that thought Friday. Like one thing. This isn't the NBA. This isn't the NBA. You play when you get to the games, you play in the NFL. Yeah. And I think one thing that, you just think about the like what it looks like when that group is together. I, I just I was reminded today of when you watch them last year. When you watch them at their like that is what it looks like when all their guys are together because nope nobody had more multi score wins in the NFL than they did last year. Like they blow they kick people's ass. They do it pretty regularly, and they did it today at a place where that team's ass doesn't get kicked. Not with that coach. Well, if you're if you're fourth best. And honestly, it might not even be fair to call him your fourth best, but technically on the hierarchy, if you just went around and asked people to rank the four guys, most people are going to put Ayuk fourth of McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle, and him. If that is your fourth, or you could even look at it from a more positive standpoint, if that's your four, no one's matching that. No one is. I mean, the Eagles can't match that, right? Because who's their fourth? They got AJ, Devontae, Goddard, but... And clearly Jalen, now that he's got all the money, is not going to run like he had to two years ago to prove himself. I don't blame him, right? And I bet the Eagles are telling him, like, hey, man, we we can't have you hurting your shoulder, right? We need you to pass. Yeah. Because that happened last year, and I think they got scared that they were going to lose. Because before the Purdy injury, remember, like a month before, I think the Eagles were on pins and needles. 
So one thing's clear. If you got a really good quarterback and you got those weapons, and I would say the difference between the Eagles now and the 49ers, and we'll see, we're recording this before the Giants game and the Cowboys game, is the Eagles lost the guy kind of fucking making the, the chess pieces move around. It's not their head coach, so they have Brian Johnson who you can give me a million athletic puff pieces on the guy. He's got to do it. Like I, We saw Shane Steichen <laughs> do it. It's the Niners' number one attribute, just like it's the Chiefs' number one attribute. They're never losing the most important guy in the building. Tomlin does sometimes, right? They, they kind of ebb and flow. We talk about that. The Harbaugh brothers, they're very dependent on their coordinators. The Niners, as long as they got those players on defense and as long as their head coach is there, he's the guy calling the plays. Because I, I was texting I, uh, someone about Mike McDaniel. Like Mike McDaniel's clearly really good. And that would have directly impacted a ton of CEO-level head coaches. But ultimately, he was just a suggester to Kyle, right? Right, right. But a high-level one, clearly. Incredible. I mean, Mike McDaniel's sweet. That's the beauty of hiring the offensive coach, right? You hire the defensive coach. The uh, the play caller, your quarterback's best friend, your receiver's best friend, your running back's best friend can get taken from you. And yeah, I mean, it's it's I would love to know, like, what are the inefficiencies or maybe Bobby Slowick and then he took over for Mike and there was no inefficiencies. And now the Kubiaks take over for Bobby and Kyle just has them so well trained that you don't notice the difference because you don't notice the difference. That's the thing. You, you don't notice the difference. No. I mean, we'll talk about Brock. I, speaking of don't notice a difference, I, the other thing to me today, John, was just, and it's a testament to Kyle. It's also a testament to the players they have. Some of them they picked. Some of them they didn't on defense. They've gone through Robert Sala to D'Amico Ryans to Steve Wilkes, and their defense looks the same from an effort standpoint. You know, they, they're all three of them a little different personality-wise. And maybe it's just as simple as that's, as an organization, they emphasize those guys. And so they get Fred Warner and they get Nick Bosa and they get Eric Armstead, who was good. Their D line was really good today. Someone I just saw in the chat said, even Kidlaw made some plays. Um, they kicked ass at the line of scrimmage. Their linebackers, Fred and Dre Greenlaw, who nobody can borderline get an unnecessary roughness on every snap like Dre Greenlaw can. But I mean, Hufunga, it's just. It's pretty incredible. They look exactly the same from an effort standpoint on defense. I was watching the game with uh, with Maria, and you know it's one of those early plays about Dre Greenlaw with like a could have been easily called for like seven penalties on the play. <laughs> and she's like, "Where's he from?" And I was like, "He's from the South." And so I Wikipedia'd him. His story. I, I need to text some scouts. Like, grew up in foster homes kind of a positive Michael Orr, like there's no questioning, I don't think, got like uh, officially adopted when he was 20 by the guy that kind of became like his coach and mentor, I think, early on in his teens. Pretty incredible story. And the 49ers in this group, I think, have identified from a character standpoint, the guys they like. And they made a decision, I think it was last year, last offseason when they extended him, and they got him at a relative, one of their classic, they were paying him how much? He's your, I mean, he's better than most teams' best linebacker. And he is, obviously Fred is the best middle linebacker in the league. I think he's universally considered that. But even Fred is very outspoken. Like, to have a running mate that's that good, it's not quite Bowman and Willis in their prime, 
But relative to, you just watch around the league, I mean, it's as good as a two-linebacker tandem as you're going to see. I mean, the speed in which those two play and the violence in which they play. That's the other thing. Like, and even even Dre relative to 2023 is not, this isn't like, you know, Hitner and Golson and even Willis. I mean, those guys were, they're much more modern, but they are hitting at a level that the Steelers are a physical defense. We're not matching there. I mean, the Hufunga hits are, again, they've been coached. This is why I've always been anti the kicking kids out in college. Like 2023, everyone's on the same page. I'm not saying you're not going to have mistakes and guys deserve to get flagged, but everyone knows what they're doing now like in terms of the safety and it's all been implemented since the youth. And I think when you watch football, it's, it's dramatically much more under control. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, I'm not guilty about saying this. I miss the violence of the football that from the nineties and two thousands, I understand why they had to change, but like you watch today, the Niners, the highest level of being able to be violent at an NFL level, which yeah. is still dramatically more violent than every level of football, but like playing in a safe way relative to what it was, you see some of these highlights from like John Lynch days or Ronnie Lott's days were like, those guys would be tossed out of the league. I thought it was a great point during the game by, uh, uh, who's the analyst? Was it Moose? No. I think it was because they yeah. showed the Steve Young highlight and he said that was a shitty game for me. Moose, when he's like, you know, Hufunga did a good job of protecting Fryermuth when he hit him in the end zone. I mean, crushed him, right? Shoulder to the sternum. Um, yeah, it was... But isn't that a good example of like 15 years ago? That's hitting the guy in the head and he's laying there. Yeah. And he still got, and no and he still got the wind knocked out of him. Right. I mean, he, Fryermuth popped up and is like, you know, I didn't, he did him a favor. Actually, I think, was that Ambrian coverage? Actually, did break up the pass before Funka got there. It was a pretty good play. I thought their DBs until clearly they called off the dogs in the game the last. It felt like 10 minutes of it. They started playing very, very soft coverage. We're really good today. And the Steelers have clearly a lot of speed at wide receiver. Even their randoms, you just assume they're good. Brock Purdy made history today, became the first NFL quarterback to win his first six career regular season starts and throw for at least two touchdowns in each of those starts. I just got a text while we're sitting here, John, from a former NFL quarterback, and he said, Brock Purdy is such a stud. And I said, tell me what you love about him. And he said, he never gets overwhelmed, which most guys that have very little experience like him can't do consistently. It's crazy. You wouldn't think John Elway would like that type quarterback, you know, given that he was big, fast, and strong. Yeah. I mean, for him to be a believer in Brock Purdy, but he's telling you right there. (laughs) (laughs) Took me a second. (laughs) Don't out Elway. (laughs) You know, not far off, though, John, actually. Not far off. Yeah, I mean, it's just, he's good. He's I, I text with a buddy who's down on him. Now, this buddy has, I would say, an agenda, given the team he's on. Thinks he's a little overhyped. He thinks okay. there's, it's closer to Pickett. He's like, if you flip-flopped him, the scheme. And it's like, I, listen, I know you watch him in one-off situations. I, I don't think he's a scheme-oriented guy. He benefits from having good players around him, right? But he makes plays. I guess my ultimate point is no one's anointing him as like a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, but relative to the Shanahan run, they won a ton of games with Jimmy who clearly relative to the rest of his peers, probably 15, 16, 17 range, right? That's where Jimmy sits. Yeah. This guy is better. Now I'm not saying he's got to do it longer to be better than to just be considered better than Carr, cousins. 
I think most people in a weird way would think Jimmy's better than Carr. That one's a complicated one. Dak. But, like, I just watch Brock Purdy and go, like, I think he makes a lot of plays outside the construct of the offense. He does. He does. I mean, his – I think his feel at times – at times Jimmy felt like he had good feel for the game, Garoppolo, but Brock more consistently has good feel for what's happening, I think. Um, there are, did you see the pick Jimmy threw today? I don't think I did. He threw a, a baby's own pick. Classic, you know. In the pocket, nothing's there. Does his scramble. Purdy does the same thing. Pocket, nothing there. I'm a scramble. And he scrambles into just kind of open area. So it's just like, oh, he's just kind of sitting here cooking. He's, he's doing some of these. They both do it. When Purdy lets the ball go, I feel, I don't want to say 100% confident. I'm not acting like he's Peyton Manning or Tom Brady releasing the football. I feel pretty confident at this point. When Jimmy threw it, I'm all, here we go. Into coverage, ball straight up in the air, lands in a DB's, you know, bread basket, he hits the ground, turnover. I, my, almost cost him the game. Obviously, it didn't because they won, but yeah. it was a classic. And I think everything has to be compared to Jimmy because they won so many games with Jimmy. Right. And this guy is much better. So they have to have a better chance. They were a Super Bowl contender with Jimmy Garoppolo. This guy's better, clearly. Eye test, stat-wise, it's just, I don't, it's not even debatable. How are they not just a better team, right? If most of the other stuff around them is the same. How about the play where he rolled left, well, not rolled left, scrambled left, stops, turns, flip, flips his hips, and you're like, I don't, you know, it does happen with Brock still where I'm like, I don't know if he can trigger this ball fast enough given where the defender is. He stops, flips, triggers, and Debo is like diving back the other way to make the, the catch right before Purdy got hit uh, on a second and eight. And it was a it was a first down. It was a really, really impressive play. Um, and it, you know, he's more athletic than Jimmy. It was it, Debo made several and IU consistently does. Ayuk also gets wide, wide ass open a lot for a guy who's, you know, obviously very good. But that's part of it. But I, I thought he that gets, was like, he gets treated. He gets clearly treated like the number two and Brock and Kyle know it. You right? Yeah, almost like two and a half because I think McCaffrey, yeah, is part of that. I, you know, it's they've got a really complicated thing to try and stop. And we talk so much about what the Niners gave up for Trey. We never really talk about the value that that McCaffrey has given them, given what they traded for him. Is I, I, you know, if you knew he would be this, you would have had to. You already knew he was special. If you had known he'd been this, you would have traded more for him. You would have happily traded more for McCaffrey. Well, I think so that his value the around the way. his value around the league would have gone up, gone up a lot, right? Because I think most people's initial reaction with a running back is just a, and yeah. this is what made him very. And this is where a lot of people argue about scheme specific, right? The 49ers are just McCaffrey wouldn't be as good on the Chiefs, right? They just would not – like a lot of his big plays, he's obviously good in the passing game, do happen in the run game. I mean, his his run today where he does a little 360 broken tackle to the house, Iukes, Andy just doesn't run it consistently. And, I, and, and they are – I mean, once the dust settles, Chiefs will be fine. But my point is, his best attribute, and I underrated this coming out, he's an unreal running back. Like an between unreal, the tackle. Between the tackle power back. And that's – I remember you always said this because David Shaw hammered this till no one would listen. You guys are underselling him how good of a true running back he is. Yeah. And he is like the way we talk about the Adrian Petersons and the Derrick Henry. So that immediately makes a quarterback's life a little easier. 
right? But I'd go back to like the Jimmy 19 team. That team had a had more of a group of guys, but they were an unreal running team. When your running game is good, it makes it easier on you. But Brock does make I mean the pass he made on Patrick Peterson to Ayuk in the corner. What's the worst case scenario that happened? Probably gets broken up. Like that's a good miss, you know. Did you see uh, what he said after the game? Uh, I did, yeah. He, he just, wasn't gonna he's not Bro- gonna. Brock was just like, Was that on Peterson? Everyone's like, Yeah. And he just smiled. I thought that was the right way to handle it. And then he said, I, I also love think Patrick Brock Peterson. grew up in Arizona when Peterson was sweet. You know, it's not like oh. I bet he doesn't even not like the guy. No, I think he's got a ton of respect for him. I I think it's part of what makes Brock attractive as a player is that he doesn't shy away from that. It doesn't intimidate. He doesn't. It doesn't intimidate him, and he actually is happy to try and beat Patrick Peterson. Like that's the fun of playing at the highest level and being in the big leagues. As you you hit against other big leaguers, and you can I get a hit against this guy? Patrick Peterson made a couple of really good plays early in the game. I, I wonder if his. Well, he, he did. Thought, he thought he was going to pick off one of those kittle throws. I think because yeah, I think did. he thought exactly the middle of the field, those digging ins that you know all the 49ers and all the people that have played in this offense like they live for that play over the middle. And so I bet Patrick Peterson's like that's what I was going to get. Yeah, he's not an outside corner anymore at the highest level because he's not that fast. I do like the one thing that's going to happen. He will have games like this, which he has not in his career. He will throw some pick sixes and picks, right? He, he gets close, and I give him credit, and I think this is why they like him, is when Jimmy would let it go, it was like, bro, that's not even close. Well, I mean, what the fuck are you doing? Any coach, I think, can live with a 50-50 ball if it's thrown to a guy like, we're paying Debo $60 million. I mean, George Kittle's a guy that when you do restructures, we plan on having the te- a guy on the team for a decade, right? He's going to go down as one of the great Niners of this era. Even Ayuk now has established himself. Like, you throw the ball up. But he does put some balls in places when he's scrambling around that I mean, he could have thrown the pick to Peterson. Again, I, I'm good with that. Like, I don't need – one of the things Aaron Rodgers hangs his hat on has the lowest interception percentage in the league history. It's like, that's never going to be Purdy's – I don't know, technically it might be, but it won't be over a period of time, and that's fine. As long as you're getting three and four touchdowns. Remember we said when they were going to transition to Trey Lance, it was like, listen – Jimmy just hovered around like one and a half touchdowns a game, it felt like. If you can get to like averaging around three, I can live with a 12 picks. But clearly that was never going to happen. If Purdy's going to be on a 30 to 35 touchdown level play, you can live with nine picks. Because you're going to win so many games, you're so much better than so many teams. You could probably close your eyes to 10 wins, and then those other, it might be the difference between like 12 and 14 or whatever, but those are first class problems. ButcherBox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at ButcherBox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you 
free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. Yeah, prize picks is where it's at. Prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 5 million users. I've been using it and telling you about it for months. It's the most fun and exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. We're not going to talk about my Otani less season long pick quite yet on his home run total. You just pick more or less of two or more player stats for a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. For example, this week on prize picks, you can go Anthony Edwards, more than 29 points and Nikola Jokic, more than 10 rebounds. Playoff time's the time to join because star players mean more on prize picks. Keep an eye out for the starred players on the board and you could receive a 10% payout boost if they're in your winning lineup. So right now, download the prize picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize picks, code HAM50. First deposit match up to 100 bucks. Price picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, Maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, because he's going to make the basic plays, and he does make plus plays, which I think is the biggest question with Brock over time. Will he keep making all these plus plays? You make plus plays, you know. It's um like well, Asante Samuels thing, right? It's like, man, he would he got a lot of interceptions, but you could get him to bite, and you'd beat him deep. But he was one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Giveth and taketh. I mean, he's, they, they threw the ball on a fourth and one early in, the, early in the game. Now, it was a simple throw, but I think even Kyle made the point after the game, George got kind of bumped off and – Luckily, it was a really good throw from Brock, so George could catch it and just turn up field. It wasn't but, a seamless layup. No. 
But they made it look that way. Yeah. Well, and this is why everything that happened over the last 12 months. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. This is why, right? That pass, accuracy. I was, uh, had a sober Saturday night. I was like, you know, I'm going to really take in today, get up early, go to the gym, had Fox on, you know, and I could hear it. One thing, Jimmy Johnson, because all of a sudden I look over and I see a, a picture of Trey Lance in a Cowboys uniform and the five of them, Gronk's in the middle. You got Terry screaming. You got Howie and Menifee and Michael Strahan. And then Jimmy's like, accuracy, guys, accuracy. I don't care if it's 1970s or 2023 with the rules. You have to be an accurate quarterback. And clearly this guy has on the basic stuff. He obviously brings more to the table, right? The basic stuff, he's really accurate on the touch. Like, those are plays that it, if you just watched it really quick, you'd be like, oh, this is a basic. It's clearly not an easy NFL play because the timing's a little off. You kind of got to back up and then you got to hit him in stride. There were a couple plays today you see with Fields, with Love, with some of these random quarterbacks. Mac uh, had his moments early in the game. Now, granted, it was raining. Like, the difference between hitting a guy in stride and not hitting a guy in stride is the difference of first downs, touchdowns. Punts. I mean, this. The, How about the Kenny Pickett, John? They, the the throw over the middle that would have been a touchdown. He throws it behind Deontay Johnson, right? He he was. All, I mean, Pat. The the Steelers better hope that was just a real off game because I thought even sometimes when he's had throws to be there, he was just like, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah, could not be yeah. a positive experience right now if you're a Steeler fan. Like what? Or you could just have to chalk it up. Is that the best defense we're going to play all year? Yeah, it might be. I mean, the same. Like if you were going to nitpick a couple things, we can get to a couple nitpicks. Uh, well, I'll get to that in a second. I do want to say this, not to bring up Trey again, but I, because I said this earlier, and someone's like, "Why are you talking about Trey?" This is not a Trey point. But the people who told you that Trey should have been competing with Brock Purdy through training camp, this is why GFF existed. Because I thought I don't think that's true, but let's 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 evaluate things. And like you always said, this is not a. There is no confidence. He's the starting quarterback for good reason. But they lied. They were lying to you. They lied to you. Idea. You can say, I think Trey's better. You can have the opinion that I disagree with. That's fine. But he earned what he did because of that, because he looks like that in games. That's what he has looked like in games so far. Well, and this gets back to, you know, it's hard in the offseason because there's such a wide gap in every month that goes by, right? March, May, April, June, as we get through the summer, of the, since the last time you saw people in pads, like playing actual football, even if you go as far as the Niners do. And this is why there are a lot of draft mistakes because there's just you just get in your own head because you don't have anything to go off of. It's so easy once you see a game to just have a take. You're like, Packers actually might not be terrible. You know, Patriots pretty good defense. Like you, you just see it. You just get one game. You just see some act. The preseason games mean such like the equity they hold in the decision makers. In terms of there's a difference of like God, I think this guy could contribute on special teams. Right, I mean those those are the conversations. Not, yeah, I think this guy easily could be our starting quarterback. I got a text today. Did you see the play? Jimmy got like thrown to the ground and hit, and it was classic. Like you got to go make sure he doesn't have a concussion. It was one of those yeah. plays because he yeah. he got up slow a little bit. It clearly Jimmy's pissed. Like I'm fine. Classic yank again. New rule yank. I wasn't really paying attention, and I just got a text. Wait. Hoyer's their backup quarterback? Brian Hoyer came into the game, not Aiden O'Connell. And I was like, well, it's a little bit like Purdy last year. Coaches, I don't care if you're Andy, Belichick, or Pete, or the younger versions, 
you don't like lean 22 year old fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounder, right? Now, if Aiden O'Connell, if a bunch of injuries happen and then he goes eight games and they go six and two, that completely changes everything forever moving forward in their minds. And I think this was a great example. The preseason didn't mean anything, it meant nothing. I've always believed this to my core. The Sam Darnold edition, who got some snaps, you see, like, Purdy's like, oh, Sam! You know, when they kneeled it. How many of the comments said earlier, why did Darnold get the victory formation? Because they like, they, they, they love their quarterback room. As long as Sam just knew the calls in the huddle, it was based on his experience. Everyone's like, oh, it sucked. Not everyone, I mean, the internet. Which, relative to his stats in football, were not a positive. Kyle viewed that as experience. He knows what to do. I'll get him to do the right things. Yeah, right. I, I can see it coming from a mile away. I mean, and the evidence, the evidence, and McCaffrey's an example of this too. Like the evidence so far is pretty overwhelming. Offensive players are better when they play for him. You get he gets you, their best. If, if Kyle doesn't think you're any good, you probably stink. I, I I don't even see how that like what's the what's the other side of the argument? Kyle's an that he's wrong, right? Like uh, okay, maybe. He thought Dante Pettis, it felt like, was useless. And Dante's proved to be an NFL player, right? I just thought he could, just, couldn't play for them. Yeah, he went yeah. on to play for other teams. But, I mean, I, there, there's a difference of, like, you're not good enough to play for us. Right. We drafted you too high. We have a lot of good receivers. You. Yeah. He, yeah. We, I, okay, if that's your best argument, I'm not saying you are those people. but like, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, I, I don't think there's an argument. We can nitpick, like, I don't love that play. Like, do we really need to run McCaffrey? You could you could nitpick probably Belichick over those twenty years, right? Him and Brady, like, what are we doing here? Do we need to do this, Bill? Do you really need to cut this guy to make a point, right? You could do that with Kyle, but ultimately his resume is fucking really good at this point. Now it feels like he's really rolling, right? Now it feels like oh, overdrive, motherfuckers. Well, as you know, once you get the more experience you have with something, the more comfortable you are to kind of be more creative and the more the less you operate out of like fear what happens if I fail Kyle is I said this to you earlier like a few months ago but I because I looked at a few months ago um, only Andy Reid and Josh McDaniels have coordinate coordinated offenses for more consecutive NFL seasons than Kyle Shanahan he has been in the league no days off no suspensions Sean Payton for more consecutive years than everybody except two other guys and it's Andy Reid and Josh McDaniels, weirdly enough. I didn't expect that when I when I did the research. But, I mean, it's almost 20 years he's been coordinating offenses consecutively. 20? I, no, it's not 20. It's almost 20. It's like you got to go back to, you know, we go way back. But it's a long time that he's been doing it. Maybe it's, I, I could look up the number. 14 or whatever. Yeah, yeah 15, something like that. It's, a, it's, a, it's long. Uh, let me just put a bow on this because Eddie says people that I'm talking about with the Trey Lance point, Grant Cohen, clown emoji. I'm not talking about Grant, actually. I, Grant, uh, there are several people who attended Niner practices that I disagreed with, that I said I thought Darnold was better than Trey. And I remember I did that stream the day that Darnold was named the backup with Larry Kruger and John Dickinson, and they both thought that Trey and Darnold had been equal. I did not. So I, I, Grant has repeatedly just uh, partly, I think, uh, reported the fact. Like, he'd be like, tr- another reception for Brock. Another no, I, see, I, I like Grant. He's he's very opinionated. He thinks he thought no, Brock I know, but I'm and, just saying, like, I had no problem with that type of stuff. My comment is more for the people who said, like, the media and the Niners are suppressing competition. The media doesn't want to tell you how good Trey has looked. Like, that kind of shit was, was BS. It was not true. It wasn't true. 
when it came to the competition with you want to talk about competition with Sam, we can disagree about what that competition was like. But when it came to Brock, there was never a point where there should have been anything other than what it was, which was he's the starting quarterback. I, I, I think I'll I'll give my final opinion on this for today because it hit me today. The, the discourse on quarterbacks with 49ers on the internet, which bled over to talking about it because a lot of people I talk to, you talk to in real life, look at the internet and see the conversations. Ultimately, I thought was pretty embarrassing, a clown show, uh, and I think was proven to be a complete waste of time. And I'm guilty to get caught in the middle of it. Not, not that I, my days of arguing back and forth with people, but I, it, listen, the... The information's the information we have now. I, I wonder if those people just pretend like they didn't say anything and just move on and just like August didn't happen. Uh, I, I'd say I'd keep receipts, but then I'd have to care about what those individuals think. I think it also shows you how little people understand, know. Clearly, a lot of people had an agenda, don't exactly know why, besides just they traded a lot. Who actually cares? The team was good. I completely understand it if the team sucked. Like, I would have had that. Like, why well, don't just see what the kids got? Who cares? He's not any good. And they moved on. They got very, very lucky that they could unload a guy who's not very good and who makes a lot of money and just completely move on and keep the keep it fucking rolling. And that's a testament to the way pick. they built this team for a fourth round pick. Uh, I, I thought it would I, I would have traded him for a seventh as long as you take the money. As long as I didn't have to eat anything if I was the 49ers. And I think ultimately they were probably prepared to they were getting rid of this guy. And I, I think did you send me a text being sarcastic? I think they had mentally moved on. Kyle says ten days. If that's co- if a coach is publicly saying that, you could probably add fifteen. So I mean, it's they they had moved on. I, I think for a while, guy. Uh, some, and 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 go? again, it had been well reported by other reporters that this guy was on the table, right? But oh, yeah, they, Mike they Silver said give, it. They weren't going to give a lot away. of people were comfortable saying it publicly, like the Vikings, right? Wanted to trade for him during the draft. Well, they probably wanted to trade a six-round pick, which ultimately the 49ers made the right decision. It's like, ah, it's not worth it quite yet. Maybe he looks kind of good. But the, the, the preseason, I think it shows you, and we learn this every year, how irrelevant the preseason is. Hell, I, I kind of got on the Steelers bandwagon because they were awesome in the preseason. Now, they, they played a bad game, but also 49ers is better than them. Right? I mean, the 49ers won four playoff games the last two years. Steelers haven't been to the playoffs. They didn't go last year, and they haven't won a playoff game in seven so it's like they're just a different level and a big part of that different level is their quarterback think about that Kenny Pickett was drafted number 20 yeah. bad quarterback draft but still 20 last year right 20 overall the other dude was drafted whatever 255 or whatever the exact number is and yeah he's just better somebody said oh I see we're gonna get two minutes of Lance on every show uh, well, no, he plays, you know, if you're listening this Monday and he led the Cowboys to a win over the Giants, then uh, I guess we could uh, we could go emergency pot on that. Let's rattle off some other takes from this from the Niners opener. I mean, Ayuk was a star today. He just he just dominated. He really he's going to do that. The 49ers are going to be in a precarious situation. I'd say if his just overall numbers get to 85 and 10. And then whatever the yards, I mean, whether it's a thousand or twelve hundred or nine hundred, if it looks like that, and and he has a high eight or low nine in front of his catch number, and a double digit touchdown, then we see what wide receivers make. 
just it would it would get complicated, right? It's been complicated because I think they know how good he is. He knows his worth on the open market, right? Let me hit the open market. Christian Kirk did. See what I'll get paid. Because I'll promise you this: if if Brandon Ayuk were to hit the open market, someone would give him four for a hundred and guarantee 65, 70, right? Yeah. Whether, you know, is he truly a 25 million? Are the Niners willing to give him 20 million? I don't know. I I, I think it's, it's a very in the moment situation. It's a good situation to have because he's on your team and he's awesome. And he's clearly really into the season. He's got a lot to, he's got a lot of money to make, but I do think macro it's somewhat of a problem. <laughs> We'll just we'll just restructure seven other. Jed will just cut some big checks, John. Move some money around. I felt they did that more for like I think there are going to be some teams tanking, and we're going to be in position to trade a second rounder for the best player on those, all those teams combined. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Oh, you got a twenty million dollar guy you're going to unload. We'll take the entire salary, and actually, we'll only give you a fourth because we got all this salary gap. Right, right. Because that's Here's a huge. Jerry's fourth. You actually have to give up less when you got the cap space, right? That's right. I don't know exactly. I mean, is there Lane Johnson available? Mike Evans. Um, the 49ers don't really need him, but no, like that don't. guy. Uh, career high receiving for IU, by the way, 129. Um, he's never started a season fast in the opener like he did today either. Eight catches. I mean, he's a 136-catch pace. But you're right. It just it was a continuation of, for all the talk about, and I even though it didn't translate for the Steelers, I do think there's something too. What was Tomlin's thing? Like you, you spar, so you... You spar before a big fight, or what, what was that line? Yeah, like you don't get in the ring without sparring. Yeah, you don't get in the ring. The, the Niners, who are the two guys that, and it wasn't just me, it was everybody that went to a practice, said repeatedly, Brandon Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey are practicing harder than everybody. Well, guess what? The season started, and they they combined for 283 uh, or something like that. I mean, it was... They hit the. They played. They looked like they'd been ready for the season, and that's what they look like. At the beginning of the training camp, they look like they're ready for the season. And guess what? The season started, and they were the two of the best players on the field. Um, I thought, I don't, I don't know what the Niners' average defensive line arm length is versus the rest of the league. Maybe when these guys wear white sleeves, their arms look huge. Eric Armstead, Drake Jackson had three sacks today, twice last year's total. And he's pretty uh, good. Cleland Furl even looked pretty good. Kinlaw looked solid. Hargrave had a sack and was good. Eric Armstead was really, really good. Eric Armstead was fantastic. And Bosa, while maybe got a little gassed, I he really affected the pocket too, bothered the run game. He was, at, I mean, just they look really good up front for a team that I do think probably lacks a little depth. Oh my God. I think their defense looked looked elite. I mean, if that's going to be their defense, that's that's the best defense in the league. If they're going to play like that, because Nick didn't even technically have a sack today, correct? Nick did not have a sack. It was yeah. They did yank him late. Kyle treated him a little different. McCaffrey, you know, he once they got a lead, they kind of kept him on the side. Like we're not going to pull a hammy here. But yeah, I man, that's their their defense is is freaking unreal. Because they they have one thing they've done now is the other group of corners beside Ward are more than functional. Like they got a lot that can just play. They and their safeties cover that, their safeties make plays too, right? Their safeties out. are playmakers for sure. And their linebackers are everywhere. Right. So if you if you're not throwing a bomb, which I would say 
will be an area that they're always going to be susceptible to, as are most teams that don't have like Deion Sanders in his prime. Most passes, though, are, I would say, 12 yards past the line of scrimmage and in. Well, you got 57 and 54 flanked out both sides. So those guys, even if you do hit it, they, they just get there so fast. And Hufunga and Gibson, their D linemen run. So if, if you are just throwing anything around the line of scrimmage, their D line's flying around. I think Hufunga could run run option quarterback. And I, I forgot about it today. Uh, I know a guy Great named Alex. Idea. He almost pulled it off, too. Almost pulled it off. It was just a little too much momentum. He was going too fast. But a buddy of mine, Alex Brink, played quarterback at Washington State. Like Ward's faster quarterback. than him, too. I think that's who he was his. Too. He told me he was his quarterback coach. Like he was his personal because he texted me this like, I don't know, a month ago. He was like, "How does Hufunga look in camp?" I'm like, it looks excellent, you know, blah blah blah. He's like, "I I was his like quarterback coach when he was in high school, so he was not bad." You know, obviously he made the right choice, but um, he can run it. Uh, I thought I, if you had told me we won't talk about Moody until 48 minutes into the pod, I'd say I bet it was a pretty good day. It was an excellent day for Moody. He yeah. drilled three field goals, 41, 32, and 40. Made three extra points, including one that was 38 because they got a delay a game or a false start or whatever it was. Um, pretty good. I, I don't have anything else to add. We can move on from that topic. Yeah, I would say the special teams unit as a whole. Wisnowski, good day. Doing the doing the punts within the you know 10 yards and in. Was really good at that. Ray Ray looks clearly the arm's better. He's back. Yep. And if they're making field goals, that unit... Listen, I'm, Wisnowski's a weird player because <laughs> he doesn't feel exactly like Ray Guy out there, even though he's spoken about in like the analytical community about his punts. He is really good about the pin punting, and that is an important thing because there was the one time we're like, well, I saw Moody when Moose is like, he was hitting 60 yarders, no problem. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'd try that right here. If yeah. you were more, to me, if he had earned the equity, it would be impossible, even if he had made every kick in the preseason. But still, like... You're a year away. Maybe you're just like, fuck it. Because what would the Ravens have done right there? They would have kicked a field goal. Yeah, they probably would have. The Raiders would have kicked a field goal. All the good teams that have faith in their big late kicker. I thought it was pretty – it was a great example of what the NFL is, right, of just the heartless nature of I don't give a fuck about you. I'm trying to win. That's what this is. This is a real business. Tomlin could have ended Moody's career with uh, uh, trying to ice him in the first quarter of the game. And then on fourth and 11, it was a fourth and 11. He's like, fuck it. Let's try and block it. And I was like, I think they were okay getting the offsides just to get in Moody's dome when they Patrick Peterson blocked it, but they were like so far offsides. And then Moody drilled the kick. If Moody somehow misses that kick, it could all go downhill from there. What, what, if, what if I told you they did that on purpose? Is that crazy to think? No, John, I, I do think they did it on purpose. I think they called yeah. the timeout for sure. And then I think it was like fourth and 11. So even if we're offsides, doesn't still matter. Kick. Yeah. yeah. So just go for it. Block the kick and get in his dome. Yeah, he's already he already got rattled this offseason. Yeah, so um, nitpicks, Colton. I mean, if you were going to nitpick, you'd say the Ambry thing, I guess. But like you said, their third best corner is fine. McKivitz, I'd argue, eh, TJ Watt. I think that's the fair argument is it's – I wonder if the gap between Watt and Bosa is as big as – is, is there a big one? Like, is he just in the crew of it's four million Bosa, dollars, Parsons, Watt, separate from the money? Just yeah, w- what's he worth today? Feels like more than he got. Well, he felt every bit as good as Nick Bosa today. 
Yeah. Well, exactly. Like even but when like Nick is playing normal, right in the middle, like when he's just had a training camp and he looks just like that. McKivitz could not block Nick Bosa. We know that for a fact. Right. Listen, the 49ers have played <laughs> for the last five years with an offensive tackle at that position, the right tackle that did the same thing. Can't pass block. Now, I thought today it looks part of McGlinchey was he's so tall he can't bend over. The one, I'm trying to think, it was either the first or the second one. It's like, is McKivitz even trying? Is he even trying? Or is it one of those where if you strike out, you don't swing, it just looks like you're not trying? So you beat him by so fast. They, they do have to be careful. They're just going to play a lot of teams this year. Just They play the Cowboys. They obviously play the Eagles. I mean, I would imagine when you play next week the Rams, I, fuck, I'd put Aaron Donald over there. Remember right. they did that a couple years ago when the Niners had injuries at those positions. They would put Donald at the end. You just... You're going to get players over there because you're not going to put them at. Talk about a scare when Trent's going like this. I'm like, oh, my God. Did he just tear a muscle or break a rib? I know. He just did one of these and he got right back. Joshua gave us two bucks to say Colton's going to get Brock Hurt, $42 million cap space. The Uh, problem is there's no no one trades like service. Sweet right tackles just don't. Forget forget sweet. You don't get serviceables. Why just don't think offensive linemen that are any good – for all the players that have been traded over the trading, if we wanted to consider this the trading generation, you know, the Ramseys, the Max, the you just name it. Laramie Tunzel's really the only tackle that got traded, and it was just like the Dolphins were tanking that year. It wasn't they, they didn't trade him thinking he sucked or whatever. It's like we're just gonna tank for Tua. And they, they got Bill O'Brien to give him like two ones and two twos. Orlando remember? Brown. But the Chiefs didn't resign him. Yeah. Uh, Trent Brown. Unique case. Uh, Fred Warner's the alpha of the entire team, says Tobin. Yeah, I, I, I think he, I think he is. Podcaster. Podcaster. Eric Armstead, podcaster. Uh, as several people tweeted at me today, Kyle Juszczyk, listener, because they remembered that Juice came on the show and said he listens after wins. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> So hi, hi to Juice. To podcast, if you can't listen to a podcast after a thirty to seven shellacking, it's got to be. It'd be a pretty fun ride home. It had to be. What if Juice was home. just stewing right now on the plane, like no fucking touches? We beat these motherfuckers by twenty seven. <laughs> I couldn't get a goddamn carry. I, know, I, th- I thought I'd give him like a screen or something. Jennings had one target. That's it, and it was Wasn't the PBU by Patrick Peterson. It was yeah. Pat Peterson made a really good play on it. Um, so that's the thing they can they can even spread it around more, but. Um, Colts, Colts win or lose today? Colts Anything lost. else on the Niner game? I, I just think any time after a season where, or just, I, I would even say the Kyle era of starting slow, it, it just, it, it's one thing to win. Obviously, it's the NFL. This You don't get style points. This is not college football. No one cares what the final score is. Like Ultimately, the Raiders are a good example. All that matters is one nothing. Right, not seventeen to sixteen. If the Niners would have won seventeen to sixteen today, that would have been fine. But there is something. Hell, the Eagles, right? They won twenty-five to twenty, but I bet they're not feeling great about it, because <laughs> right? most people don't think the Pats are that good. I'm not saying they're feeling bad because you celebrate wins, but the Niners are feeling pretty good. Yeah, nine. Hey, we knew we were good. We came in and we just strangleholded them. I mean, the game was. It's never over at half just because of the NFL weird things happen. But looking back, it was over at halftime. It was over at halftime. Um, were the were the Eagles a very high scoring first quarter team last year? 
Wasn't that a stat? Yeah, it was, it was right? the third. It was the third quarter where they couldn't score. Well, today, sixteen points in the first quarter, nine points in the second half. Let's just rattle through uh, a few. Other- I, do, I, I do think the Pats are good on defense, so yeah. it's like on the road. It, to me, the 49ers have to look around and go. Seattle lost this Cowboy Giants game. These two teams are going to be good. Obviously, the Eagles' record they're going to be good when the dust settles. But this is our conference to win. I think that's the way. They're looking at it. Yep. This is how they looked at it last year. Once Purdy got in the saddle. With this quarterback, because even I think Barrows had the tweet, right? The last couple years, they've just started so weird. This year, it felt like they started like the cocaine bear. And it's like, yeah, the quarterback upgrade does wonders. Barrows said that? Yeah. (laughs) It's the the quarterback changed. Because the players, obviously, they added McCaffrey, but they've always had the sweet offensive weapons. Trent Williams has been on the team for a while. All these guys on defense have been around. The quarterback. Like, that's the quarterback. Your drives last longer when you complete third and sevens, right? And score touchdowns and not field goals. So instead of it being like, oh, it's nine to seven. It's 20 to seven. Like, there's dramatic difference of, how is the Niners have dominated this game and it's 10 to seven? What the fuck's going on? You look up and it's multiple scores. So even when you screw up and even when they score, the gap is still wide. That to me is the difference right now. Uh, Patrick says the picket over Brock bandwagon is awfully empty. I didn't even know that existed until I listened to Pittsburgh radio last week and a guy was like, all right, rank picket. And the other guy's like, sixth. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> cool. All right, John. You well, want I, to think, I, I think you'll get the same thing if you listen to a hundred percent. You no, drive absolutely. around tomorrow, turn, totally. flip on the flip on the old local radio. Brock is fourth. <laughs> uh, let's get let's uh, instant reactions. NFL. Uh, either uh, just a couple other takes from around the games today, or, or uh, other things you noticed. I'll just give you a piece of history. The Colts uh, still haven't won an opener now, going back to twenty thirteen. They lost today to the Jags, thirty one to twenty one. I think uh, if you're them, you're cool losing a lot of games and just having the quarterback who had some moments look okay. Yeah. Did you think he looked okay? I, I do Did wonder. You see much of it? Uh, I mean, I had it on one of the little boxes. Just, I, anyone that says they're watching seven boxes at one time and see everything that's going on. He ran for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. He threw a pick. He got hit hard on the goal line. I, I do understand why you draft that and you just hope, right? Because even he's much farther along than like Trey. Obviously, he played at Florida. But like then, like the Kenny Pickett's and even the Brocks and and Max, those guys have to be perfect usually to reach their ceiling, and ultimately their ceiling is much lower than a lot of the elite guys. So it's I understand both sides of it, right? Like when Kenny Pickett's bad, it looks really bad because he's not really bringing much else to the table. It's like one conversation I do think that's going to grow is like could Shador be the number one overall pick? He's got a long way in to what go. Year? Caleb's played a lot. I'm saying right now, like, what the hell's the difference between him and Caleb Williams? Oh, I think Caleb's better. I think Caleb's more... I think I think you could put Caleb on a team with a... I think Caleb's more likely to thrive with a, just a bad offensive coordinator and no weapons. But you're right. I mean, Shador made He's, a play. We're, ju- we're judging him off two games. Crazy. I'm just saying, like, if yeah. they, we might look 12 games back. And again, I no one thinks Shador's going to come out, probably. I, we're so far away from even having that conversation. But would you assume that most people, or would you agree that most people assume that Shadour is going to stay with Travis Hunter and Dion for two years? Yeah, I do think that's what people think. Unless is Dion coaching Michigan State and takes Shador with him? I mean, that Shador would have to. You'd have to get a waiver to transfer twice, so probably not. Yeah, that. Yeah. Although the and waiver would be like, hey, my dad, I got to go with my family. 
But why would Dion go to Michigan State? Well, I don't like, know. To me, $90 million. Dollars. Yeah, but he'll right. get that no matter what. So uh, I actually saw a sneaky candidate for that's their OC. But anyway. Um, I do think one of the stories today is if the Rams – I think the Rams were going to be terrible. And I just every time I looked up, Stafford was – he made some big-time throws. Cooper Cup's on injury reserve. Aaron Donald was killing their defensive line or offensive line. I did not think the Rams were going to be terrible because I think McVay has a high floor, even though I know they were terrible last year. But, but when I say terrible, I just, they don't have any players. Oh, I know. No, Puka Nakua, John. 10 for 119. Um, somebody asked, are the Packers good or the Bears bad? Uh, the Bears are bad. But I do think the Packers... Listen, Rodgers is a really good player. He's been on just good teams. They, they have a lot of good players. They've had a ton of first-round picks on defense. Quay Walker was making plays today. Their defensive line is full of former first rounders. Jair Alexander. Like they got legitimate NFL guys that would start on all the teams. And then weapons wise, uh, Aaron Jones got injured today. Like Aaron Jones is a real fucking player. I think their Watson coach is last good. year, I think, had eight or nine touchdowns. He didn't play because his hamstring. But like that guy is Who's an that? elite speed. The dude they drafted from North Dakota State. Oh, oh, um, Deshaun, not Deshaun Watson. Uh, Something Watson. Yeah. Um, I think their coach is good. And I think their quarterback is skilled, even though his, you know, you look at the box score, it wasn't great. But I just, every time I looked up, he would, he's just so smooth as a thrower, I think. I don't know if you saw his like throwback throw, which was but really the, athletic. Yeah. That's, I, I give more credit to LaFleur on that. Like Fields would have made that throw. I just mean that. Yeah. Well, Fields is athletic too. I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah. I think Love has like this baseline of athleticism that's pretty exciting, even though the box score doesn't always look good. I just think he looks really good throwing the ball. I don't know if you agree One with that. One thing I do think is going to age pretty well, and I'm going to have to take the L for this, is Fields just might not be an NFL quarterback at, you know, at the at a yeah. high enough level that you can win with. He, he can take off and run, but he's, I, I don't know. I just. I mean, guy, he averaged five yards a pass today. 5.8. Uh, first time that somebody other than Rodgers or Favre started week one for the uh, Packers since 1992 was the uh, was the nugget on that game. Bears have – I saw you tweet this today. Bears have Carolina's pick. Yeah, so, so it's not – they can have two top five picks. Get Caleb Williams and, I don't know, some sweet offensive lineman. They're yeah, take the second best there. quarterback and somebody else sweet, you know? Exactly. Um, Derek Hart won his debut with the Saints. John sixteen to fifteen over the Titans. Thriller there. Tannehill was game 50%. winning throw. I did not see it. Was it legit? Yeah, it was just, yeah third and third and eight. Oh, I gotta go Hit back. A big throw down the sideline. This is a big win. You can't. I don't think they could afford to lose Week One at home. Even though the Titans are clearly a scrappy squad. I mean, they're not going to be an easy out. At least early, but I think Derek had to win that game just to ingratiate himself. He had a, he basically had the game winning throw. I do think it helps just getting some positive momentum. I, him and Jimmy are good examples of listen. They're not good enough to just they need the things on their side with people rooting for them. Like you know, I can I can live with this because they're not do enough that drives you nuts. You might have guessed it by the score. That was the only touchdown of the game. Who? That touchdown that you were talking about? No, it was that, that the touchdown he had a throw that basically iced the game. Oh, okay, okay. He had Got the it. touchdown was nice. It was in a tight spot. Yeah, it was just classic field goal game. Every time I look, it was nine six nine nine. Titans. I think Tannehill threw three picks. I gotta tell you, man, 
I'm worn out on the Niners 10 a.m. kick after two back-to-back weeks of big noon kickoff game, must-watch 9 a.m. Saturday games. Yeah. Then the 10 a.m. game came up on me today. College game day is at Colorado, Colorado State, and big noon kickoff is at Colorado, Colorado State. Neither of them is broadcasting the game. But that's not a 9 a.m. kickoff, correct? No, no, no. It's a 7.30 game. Those poor guys are going to have to wait all day to play. Or maybe it's a 7. But uh, Deion Sanders is the center of the the universe right now. I mean, they got to be a big favorite in that game, don't they? Yeah, I haven't looked, but I would guess it's 30 points. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they are. They didn't even play that well in the first half against Nebraska, and they ended up scoring almost 40 points again. Uh, they played I do Oregon. Think ne- in two I do weeks. think Nebraska is actually probably decent on defense. Yeah. Their quarterback is a crazy situation. Matt Rule's got himself there. Any other takes to get on the record today? It, do- it does make me sad because, you know, as the Pac 12's ending. This is easily the best they've ever been. Right? Eight in top 25 time. teams. Only the SEC's done that before. But how many teams do you think, like, legit playoff contenders they have? Four? Uh, yeah, four, four and a half. Oregon State's schedule is really good, and they're good on defense, and they run the ball. So that would be the other team. I'm with yeah. you. I know, but their schedule is just better than everybody else's schedule in the league in terms of – I'm with you. I mean, they're probably not a When contender. does Cam Rising think, come back? I think DJU's oh, – I mean, DJU is clearly an upgrade. I don't – think he's ever going to become like the guy that people thought he was going to be probably this week for cam rising maybe they play weber state so maybe this week i would expect him back this week or next he was fully cleared last week to whatever that meant because he didn't play but they won two games with their third and fourth string quarterbacks so i think it's still i actually after two weeks think it's them as long as cam rising's back that's the best their, team de- in the their defense is high end and this uh, is I, I i we'll see with usc when they start playing better teams but you're just going to have to. You're going to have to score forty games. points, John, to beat them. <laughs> yeah, right. Their defense to six. beat SC. Oregon yeah. does play in weird games. He's not. Listen, a quarterback will, even if you're Caleb Williams, like going to go down as an all-time great college player and be the number one pick. You're going to have a bad game, and it's, does that bad game come against Arizona State when it doesn't matter? Or does it come against Utah and you're down seven points going into the third quarter? You know, one of those. That that to me where because you you're not going to play a season where it's just easy. The whole, it but I think out that way. No, it's true. But I think he. It's kind of like what you saw from Colorado. What we've seen from Utah as a team the last two weeks, where they neither played like a perfect game this week and still won. Caleb, even if he's not playing his best game, can just still beat you. Right? He can still pull yeah. rabbits out of the hat. So Washington has not been tested at all, um, but they're lighting it up. I think Kalen DeBoer, our boy John, is now ninety three and eleven as a head coach. But but they Pretty but good. here's the thing. I know they have highly rated NFL guys on defense. Like they got the number one pass rusher out west. Uh, we know they always got NFL defenders right in the defensive backfield. Like having those bodies to me matters. And I know Oregon has them too. That's why it's just yeah. We'll see. I mean, they Tulsa kind of ran the ball on them the other day. Who? So Washington. Yeah, I mean, I just... I well, mean, my point is I'm running down the list. Twice. Like, I think there's eight top 25 teams, and all of them are kind of eight top 25 teams. I, You know, UCLA's in there. They're five-star quarterback through, through 290 and three touchdowns on Saturday night. Yeah, that's my point. I, I mean, USC, Utah, Oregon, Washington are clearly like a power four in whatever we're depending on the week. And I'd say Colorado's the wild card right now. Because if, yeah. if, if, if we just look back and go, Shador Sanders turned into like, Michael Vick meets Peyton Manning. Like, they're going to be a lot better than you think. Right. Because he made – he had an incompletion yesterday where he layered it. It was like, oh, my God. And then he had the one where he rolled to his left and threw like a 700-mile-an-hour strike. 
That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think he's got some Caleb Williams, the instincts and shit to him. What if he's just Caleb Williams? He's, he's so, fucking Deion Sanders' son. He's so, so comfortable. Like, if he was just Shador Sanders and and they were doing what they were doing and Deion was not Deion Sanders, he was just like this, the next Lincoln Riley of defense or whatever, just like, God, this guy's going to be a star college coach. Urban Meyer back in the day at Utah. I think sometimes you have to say he's Deion Sanders' son, arguably the greatest athlete of our 40 years of life, or 38, 37 years of life. Deion Sanders, that guy's kid. So whenever I'm like, he, this guy really could be that good, well, look who his dad is. It's come yeah. so easy to him. Now, two weeks at Oregon is going to be that game. What's he like in there? It's going to be I awesome think to the thing about him is he's just looked really comfortable with everything. I mean, he got sacked a lot the other day, but he doesn't look rattled by anything, which to your point. I, I, I would as well pick Washington. I would pick Washington and Utah would be my two teams. Um, I think I would take Utah and SC at this point. Oh, because they don't have to win the South and North, huh? Yeah. So schedule matters. Schedule matters, but they all play each other for the most part. So anyway. All right. Yeah. Any other takes Shador. to get off your any, – anything else we got to say I, I today? Just, I just might go watch Shador highlights. <laughs> Shador has a much better chance to win the Heisman than Travis because it's just – it's impossible yeah. to have game in, game out where you just like two picks and three touchdowns on offense. Right. Like that's just not sustainable. And it's already in people's minds pretty early, right? He just – he already had kind of those Heisman moments. And I think the great thing for Colorado is they play so many good teams that uh, they're going to have a lot of opportunities to make statements. Like if they beat Oregon in two weeks, it's just – it's on like it is you think it's on now it is really on if they beat Oregon in two weeks could Shador if USC were go to 11 and one and they went nine and three could Shador still win the Heisman if they if, have say it again numbers? if he goes 11 and three is that what you said no if he goes like nine and three right oh they lose some games and they just lose one I think Caleb looks pretty excellent again like, I, I think he'd be hard to beat. Like, you're saying if, if SC in history to, USC. <laughs> he, you're saying, like, if SC wins the league and Colorado has a good but doesn't win the league type year? Yeah. Not even huh? win the does league. That guy ever, like, does a nine-win guy win the Heisman? Does that happen? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. doesn't feel like back. it, right? No. But you don't always have to be a national – like, a lot of guys go on, like, eight, nine-win teams. They're just usually not the Caleb at the sweet team. You're saying there's a lot of you think there's a lot of Heisman winners that won eight or nine. I think there's a lot of Heisman forever, like Cam Newton that wins the national championship, like RG three. Some of those guys were not on, you know, playoff national championship teams. Obviously, it was different back in the day. Johnny Manziel was on like nine win teams. You don't think did Baylor like win the Big Twelve that year? I would guess. Yeah, I mean they were really yeah one hundred percent. They were really really good. Yeah, yeah. I think like if you go ten and like if you have Washington's year last year, ten and two, but some tiebreaker, you don't make the playoff. Is that good enough? I mean, Penix was like eighth in the Heisman voting last year led the nation in passing. I think if that happens... Penix ten- would have to beat all these teams. To me, Shadour is in a yeah. category. So if that happens, Shadour is definitely in New York. If they win 10 games, he's in New York. For yeah. sure. I don't know if he'd win it, but... I think if they win like 8-plus and he just has an incredible year, he's he's going to New York. Yeah, ESPN is like, he's coming. <laughs> I, I think... I, I, if I was a betting man right now, and I don't think they're going to win 11 games, but I'm not betting against them. They're probably more likely to win eight or nine than eleven. I even if they win eight or nine, I, I think Shador has a decent chance to be in New York. I would bet right uh, yeah, now I he's think, headed to New York. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a good Cowboys bet. are dominating the Giants. Cowboys I mean, have beat the Giants eleven of their last twelve times. Going the Giants are just 
I guess we'll see him in a few. Uh, how about the Browns oh, sneaky? See, sometimes he's cool oh. off. Uh, Brown sneaky uh, look good today, John. That's a Niners game. And if that's a Niners, uh, yeah, that's a Niners game in a few week six. Browns coming off a bye. Niners go there. Niners have a stretch coming up, but anyway, we can get to that at a later date. Adios. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging today. Like and subscribe on your way out the door. Podcaster listeners, we appreciate you. And uh, we'll talk to everybody soon. Later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.